Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, sleep-deprived kidnapped monarchs, perplexed demon lords, a castle in chaos, the same joke repeated perpetually, weird humor, and manga news. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 415, Sleepy Princess in the Demon's Castle. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spyrok and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well out there, and hope things have been going great for you. Uh, here at Spyrokin Studios, things are actually progressing really well, and I've got some interesting facts and news to tell you. But first, beforehand, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin is some podcast and vain reviews about connectively enhanced narratives. Every episode, depending on the podcast you're listening to, we talk about one or two geeky topics, and I tell you the pros and cons about it. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. So I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the character design, the production quality, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our last 414 episodes at www.spirakin.com. That's S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. Remember to like and subscribe. We're also on iTunes, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Twitch, Facebook, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. And if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. I think that's about Last bit of our shilling, I believe. Yep, that's it. So, with that out of the way, let's get to it, because we've got a lot of news that's very intriguing. And the first one is actually genre-changing, and more importantly, this affects the publishing world for manga in the West. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about J Novel Club, the manga publisher that's released tons of light novels digitally and several of them physically. Well, they have been acquired by Katakawa. Yes, the corporation that releases lots of anime. They have bought J Novel Club. And the reason for this is they intend to strengthen the ebook business and drive further expansion of their light novel business in the English market through this acquisition and the reinforcement of J Novel Club's collaboration with its Bookwalker Global Online manga and light novel services, as well as Geek X Plus, which is Bookwalker's internet influenced talent agency subsidiary. So they're going to be reinforcing J Novel Club with different groups. Also, they plan to implement J Novel's digital first strategy, and they're going to be doing that also with Yen Press. So they're going to release more digitally and then have them release physically, and they're going to be complementing and contributing to Yen Press, which Katakawa also owns. So translating that into easy terms, so they bought the company. They plan to follow J Novel Club's business model, which is releasing digitally first and then physically. They're going to be working in collaboration with their Bookwalker Global Online, working with the talent agent subsidiary of GeekX Plus, and more importantly, uh, they're going to be releasing stuff through Yen Press. So I'm curious if J Novel Club is going to be absorbed by Yen Press to become its own little subsidiary, even though Yen Press has their own imprint for light novels. This is an interesting restructurization, and I'm curious to see how this is going to change Yen Press and J Novel Club in general. Now, Katakawa has had a very weird year. If you remember in October, we talked about the fact that they reorganized their corporate structure. They pretty much combined and separated six departments into 13 smaller ones. Uh, we talked about that in October, so we're not going to get to that. So I'm excited for this, but we have to see where this goes because J Novel Club has been very consistent with their releases with some great quality stuff, and I just hope that they still do good. We're going to see. So... 
In other news, uh, Kodansha and the Japanese Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare, they're a very fun organization, fun fact. If you want to go into Japan and have medication, you have to actually get a letter from them stating your medications. Kind of cool and disturbing fact, but back to the story at hand. So these two organizations collaborated to post the new coronavirus disease chapter and a brand new COVID-19 vaccine chapter from Akane Shimizu's Cells at Work manga as a motion comic video that you could see in Japanese, English, and Hindu. This is bringing light to what coronavirus or COVID-19 is, as well as how the COVID-19 vaccine works. I started watching it. It's actually really clever and a bit informative. The English version is well done. And seeing it as a motion comic is a little weird, but you get used to it, I gotta say. So that's kind of cool there. And it shows that people are taking this seriously and the COVID vaccine is spreading around the world. Hopefully Everyone does take it, and it lessens the risk of COVID-19 outbreaking again, because let's be honest, that was a rough kind of year. So anyway, let's get on to some licensing news, and everything is from actually Yen Press this week. Uh, They've licensed five manga and four new light novels, and there's some interesting ones and some that are kind of bizarre. So the first one is Reign of the Seven Spellblades, Nanatsu no Makenga Shinhai Suru, the manga and the light novels been released. This is created by Bokuto Uno, Rumia Miyuki, and Sakai Asuna. And the premise of this is that when a boy and girl meet a prestigious magic school, the curtains to a supreme fantasy series opens. And this year's new students arrive at Kimberly Magic School. What meets them there is a brilliant parade of cherry blossoms and full bloom and magical creatures they don't know this academy is a living demon shrine where no one's life is guaranteed a school fantasy about spellblades this one seems kind of cool spellblade is a fun class in D, and i would like this to be good because it's not an izakai next one the detective is already dead or tate wamo shinderu the manga this is created by nogozuya and Guko, and this is I, an ordinary high school student, Kimihiko Kimizaki, was embroiled completely flawlessly into a plane hijacking where I became the assistant to the angelically beautiful detective girl I met. In three years, the great detective and her assistant unfolded a dazzling adventure drama. Before long, we were separated by death. This takes place a year after that. The only survivor, me, and the detective's dying wishes, their unfinished story. Ba-ba-bam. So this seems cool because it's completely something different. It's a detective story where we're dealing with the detective's assistant uh, finishing the case that may have killed the detective he worked for. So I am very excited to see and read this. seems really cool because detective stories are a lot of fun and this seems very different. So next, oh, we have a spinoff of an old series. We're talking about, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon to the manga? Created by Fujino Omari, Suzuhito Yasuda, and Taisei Yamachi. And so, after Makoto ventures into Orario's pleasure quarter on a lead to find her long-lost friend, she's joined by Belle, Lily, and Wealth. Unfortunately, Belle's hardly comfortable in such an unfamiliar environment, and after he gets separated from the group, he soon finds himself in a part of Arroyo he never knew existed. There, he spies a beautiful girl with fox ears and a tail, but little does he know, she's exactly who Makoto's been looking for. So he's going to get a new girl, Belle, the guy who picks up lots of girls in the dungeon. Eh, it's okay, not great. Anyway, next one, another spinoff. So I'm a spider, so what? The Daily Lives of the Kumoko Sisters, the manga. 
created by Okinababa with character designed by Sukasa Kiryu and Asahiro Kakashi with art by Grading Bird. And so here's the synopsis. As you might have noticed, I got reincarnated in another world as a spider. In a, somewhere along the line, I somehow picked up skill called Parallel Minds, which, you know, is great when you need a little extra help running from monsters and firing off magical spells. But it can get kind of crazy when there's four of us living in my head. So pretty much it's a slice of life set in the Soma Spider. So what universe dealing with the different Komokos? So you have physical Komoko, magic Komoko, mental Komoko, and the magic 2 Komoko. And it looks like they have human design, so I'm kind of excited to see them in their brain as human. So maybe it's like the Bakarina Council. We'll wait and see. Anyway, next one, which is a light novel. I kept pressing the 100 million button and came out on top, the light novel, created by Shuichi Tsukukishima and Mokyo. Now, Alan is trained to be a swordsman, but he's just no good at it. After losing a duel with high stakes, he's about to drop out when a mysterious man offers him a chance to get 100 million years worth of training with the hit of a button. But what happened when he pushed it over and over and over again? Well, this is going to be kind of insane. It's a fantasy series, but instead of it being just typical, it's going to be him going poof. Let's see what else we've got. We've got the Otherworlder exploring the Dungeon Light novels, written by Asami Hinagi, with art by Coretta. In this dark fantasy tale, an accident transports Soyu to a parallel world filled with danger and mystery. On his quest to explore this uncharted land, he encounters a gaggle of quirky friends like Miss Ronica, the god of deception and secrecy, and a pair of elf sisters banished from their home. Before he knows it, Soyu is making rogue adventures, eating lead, beating up petty nobles, and taking on dungeons where death lurks around every corner. This could be really good, but or really bad. It sounds like it's going to be like super edgelordy, but we'll have to wait and see. The next light novel, oh boy, the Orc Eroica light novel, written by Refugin Na Maganote and Asanagi. Now, bestowed with the title of hero for downing countless foes in the War of Twelve Tribes, Bash commands great respect from his fellow orcs, but this hero has a dark secret. His success on the battlefield doesn't match up to his success in the bedroom. With his reputation on the line, Bash sets out on a quest of a lifetime, all for the explicit purpose of getting laid. Wow. That is... right. Anyway. Uh, next one, The Hero Laughs While Walking the Path of Vengeance, a second time light novel, created by Kuzaka Nero. Summoned to a fantasy world as a hero, Kaito Utagi defeats the demon lord alongside a band of noble adventurers, only to be double-crossed and brutally murdered by his former allies. But when a twist of fate gives him a second chance at life with all his memories intact, he sets off on a quest to slaughter his traitorous party members one by one. Come, let vengeance commence. A lot of Izekai we've got this time. Ah, well, let's keep going. Uh, New York, New York, the manga, written by Marimo Ragawa. Story and art. Now, New York police officer Kane, while hiding that he's gay, goes out every night in Manhattan in want of a one-night stand. But when he meets his ideal man, Mel, he finds the love of his life, an ambitious work which depicts love and humanism with gay themes. This is going to be released in two omnibus volumes, and and I've actually not heard about it, but this is all of our manga and light novel news. But we have two more releases from them, and they're not light novels and mangas. More importantly, they're not in the regular genres. First off, we have Never Open It, the Taboo Trilogy graphic novel written by Ken Nimura. Now, this is, uh, the summary of this is Never Open It, the Taboo Trilogy is a collection of three stories from Ken Nimura that are rooted in well-known Japanese folktales such as 
Urashima Taro and the Crane Wife, each story delves to the concept of the taboo, asking questions such as why are these rules meant to be followed and who and why set these rules, taking inspiration from the Japanese folktales told to Ken Nomura as a child and combining them with his unique and captivating art style. Never Open It, the Taboo Trilogy is a must-read graphic novel for fans of beautiful literary comics. This seems interesting and engaging and, I gotta say, something a little bit different. Uh, the other thing is we're also getting a physical version of Yuni and Ina's The Abandoned Empress, which is a Korean webcomic. So those are the two releases. And finally, last thing, which is totally nothing to do with these, which Yen Press is releasing, is an actual tabletop RPG, a role-playing game. And this is Kanasuba, God's Blessing on This Wonderful World, the TRPG role-playing game. And this is being adapted by F-E-A-R. And this is based off of Natsumi Akazuki and Corona Mishima's artwork. And live out the wildest fantasies in the world of Kanasuba, God's blessing in this wonderful world, with the TRPG developed under Natsumi Akazuki's full oversight. Whether it's playing as a luckless reincarnation or pursuing a quest as a powerful magician, a life of hilarity adventures awaits. This may be fun or it may be terrible. However, I am excited about this and... With our Twitch channel, I might actually stream a game of this if people are interested. If you are, email me, zanspiker.com, or tweet me that you're interested in me running a game about this. Because this could be really fun or really horrible. But anyway, so that is all for our licensing news. And all these titles are going to be released physically and digitally in October of 2021. And now let's get to some of the final news for the day. And we've got a couple things. First off, in the near future, Suhiro Maru. The mangaka of Infernal and Bottles is launching a new long-form manga that's about an aspiring mangaka in 1968 Tokyo. There's no other news on this new project except for a photo of the manuscript of the first chapter of the manga. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? We don't know, but it sounds like a bio manga. We'll see, though. On May 27th, Shin Yamamoto will launch a new manga titled Sekiwa Are de Dekiteru, or The World is Made Out of That in Katakawa's monthly Dengeki Mao magazine. Now, this manga is described as an imaginary space battle action story. So, this could be really cool, because sci-fi. Um, on May 25th, Watari Sako, the creator of Cosplay Animal, is launching a new manga in Kodansha's Dessert magazine, and this as-of-yet-untitled manga is going to center on a woman living with the magician she summoned. Now, on May 10th, Gonagai, the creator of one of the greatest giant robot series of all time, Mazinger Z, is launching a new manga titled Yayuri Shinken in Weekly Post Business Magazine. So it's not even in a manga magazine, it's in a business magazine. So this could be really cool or terrible. We don't know. We're going to find out. But also on May 10th, they're drawing a new chapter for Osamu Tezuka's Barbara magazine. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Barbara, it tells the story of a famous author who finds a drunk woman who quotes... French poetry. He takes her home, and from there, a bunch of mystery and insanity ensues. And it's a very twisted, unique tale that I, if you haven't read it, it is one which is really cool. DMP did a Kickstarter for it. But I will review that in a different episode because I'll probably put it on the wheel, and if I spin it, I will talk about it. So let's get on with some other news. On April 30th, Shinta Sakayama is launching a new manga on Shuisha's Tonari no Young Jump website. Now, only the first part of the title has been announced, and it reads as Yuzugawa-san wa, or Yuzugawa-san is. And there's also kind of a preview of the protagonist, who is a titular character, Yuzugawa. And it looks interesting. Not great. 
So our final bit of news, on April 18th, writer Ippon Taguchi and artist Santa Mitarashi, their latest work, Anemofuru, or Candy Flurry, was released in English on Viz Media's official website as well as on the Manga Plus website. Now, the story for this manga is very similar to some other stories, but just hear me out. So, toy toy candy, eat one of these magical sweets and gain candy powers. This isn't a dream, though. It's reality. And because of it, Tokyo was destroyed. Now, Samugi is a lollipop user, the same candy that brought Tokyo to ruin. And she can't have anyone finding that out. But when something happens, what will she do when she runs into a criminal sweets user who's out of control? This unique candy-coated battle comedy manga is now ready to snack on. This seems very similar to a certain pirate manga, which we won't bring up, where there are gum-gum fruits. But this is... Instead of that, it's candy that gives you superpowers. So this one's going to be kind of cool, and I'm excited to read this. I'm actually going to put this up on the Wheel of Manga, and we're going to see how it goes. So that is our news for the day, and I'm excited to see some of these and what your thoughts on these news are. You can email me, zanspirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin. Let me know what you're most excited for or what you're confused about. And if you're interested in playing in that Konosuba TRPG, we'll do it on Discord probably. So you should join our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash Spyro Discord. And since I didn't talk about it before, the one that I'm most excited for for the Yen press releases is definitely The Detective is Already Dead. The rest of them seem very similar to most Izakai stories, so I'm gonna, they're going to be hit or miss. But the other one that I am intrigued by is Reign of the Seven Spellblades. Yeah, it's a basic fantasy series, but it could be a lot of fun. Because Spellblade is a fun class, like I've said. So, with that in mind, let's get to the actual reason why I do this podcast, the manga review. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated to be there reviewing a manga that was written by Kagiji Komanomata, published by Shogakuken, which means it's released over here by Viz Media. Uh, originally ran in 2016 to present. There are 18 volumes, and it is a comedy fantasy slice of life bizarre series that is simply known as Mahojo de Oyasumi or Sleepy Princess in the Demon's Castle. So this manga takes place in a fantasy world where the human confederation of Goodrest is living in harmony with the demon world and things have been great until one day the demon king Twilight kidnaps Princess Solis from Goodrest and spirits her away to his castle. Oh no! What will happen? Who could save the day? So the human confederation decides to send a very noble hero, Donner, to save Princess Solis. However, Donner is not the most directionally positive person. He has a horrible sense of direction. We're talking like Ryoga from Ranma one half level of bad direction sense. So it's been four years, and... Princess Solis is living in the demon's castle. She's been in her cell. She gets four meals a day. And more importantly than that, she doesn't have to deal with the stress of a royal life. She's on vacation. She literally doesn't have to deal with any of the crap she had to deal with. So she is just relaxing and enjoying the good food that's being given to her. And trying to make the best of her situation in the demon's castle. Which is kind of tough because it opens up where she's having problems sleeping. Because she has really poor quality sheets and a really bad pillow. So what is she going to do? She can't sleep with this. So she gets an idea. 
when her guards, who are cute teddy bear demons, show up, she is going to take the knife that they give her for dinner and kill them to make herself a new pillow. But because they're so cute and she realizes this isn't right to do, she stops and she brushes them. But by brushing them, their fur comes off and she's able to get a bunch enough to make a new pillow. She has stuffing now and maybe she can make some yarn out of it. And the teddy demons love the brushing because this is like a spa for them. So like they make a deal with her. They say, you brush us, we will give you the keys whenever you want. They don't say it like that. They say it more cute than that. But so she has now free reign of the castle whenever she calls them. And they give her the keys and she ends up getting parts for a new pillow. First, she goes around stealing people's cloaks because she wants to find the perfect fabric for her pillow. And then she goes in one of the cloaks and goes to the medical thing and says, Oh no, the princess is sick. We need some specific herbs that are specific colors. And they're like, Oh no, we have to make her sure she's okay because if the hostage dies and we can't even uh, get anything from it. So they give her all the stuff. She goes back to her cell and she ends up using all this to make a super pillow. She first makes some of the fluff into yarn or into thread and then she uses the herbs to dye the colors and then she makes a super pillow which is super comfortable and super plush da, 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 da. and now she could sleep on it but the sheets are bad and they're uncomfortable and they leave lines on her face so what's she gonna do well she trades her crown for a pair of scissors a giant pair of scissors and then she calls the teddy bear demons and then she wreaks havoc in the castle, killing ghost shrouds because they're made of super magical cloth that's super comfortable to make super sheets. And she causes havoc. And the demon king finds out that she escaped, goes to her room to yell at her, and she's sleeping really cute. And he's like, ah, I'll talk to her tomorrow, and leaves. And this is this manga. It's this running joke over and over and over again of her causing havoc because she is bored out of her mind. Occasionally it goes to Donner and what he's doing because Donner is, you know, he's going to save um, the princess and, but he does something stupid, gets lost or just things go really bad. Like he really likes the princess, but she doesn't remember him at all. She's like, that's that guy. Uh, I, he's my friend. He's a hero. What's his name? She never could remember what his name is. That's a running joke in, in the manga. And so there's that going on, and then there's all of the insanity of all the denizens being terrified of the princess because she just completely has run of the castle and does different things. At one point, she dies. She falls into a pit of lava, and they have to resurrect her. And she's like, oh. As she wakes up, she's like, that was a good sleep, but where am I? Oh, there's no sound. I could stay in here. And she ends up saying, I'm going to sleep in a coffin. And they're like saying, you can't do that. You need The coffin's for dead people. Or she decides she needs a new pillow and she breaks a really rare shield to make a super mattress that's just a gust of air. So it's very insane. The joke is, Princess needs something for, to make her life better. She causes havoc, does something insane, and then she gets the item. And this joke should have ran really, just ran itself dry really quick. But the way they keep changing it up and it's so different, it works really well. And... Uh, Princess Salissa is such an insane character because she's just crazy. She's just trying to get a good night's sleep and every time something goes wrong, she has to fix it. And how she fixes it just gets more and more convoluted and it's just really clever how it's written. And just seeing the demons just so stressed out about what's going on. At one point, the Twilight, uh, Twilight uh, Lieutenant goes and reprimands her 
for all the things she was doing, saying, you're not allowed to do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And then he, he pulls out one of the demon teddy bears. He's like, and what is this doing here? And she's like, that's my friend. He's my pet. And he's like, oh, princesses are supposed to have pets. Okay, you can keep them. But you can't do this. You can't do that. And she ends up like seeing that he's fluffy because he's a dog demon. And so she ends up falling asleep on him. And he's like, oh, no. What do I do? I can't move now. It is silly and stupid and just kind of one of those fun, dumb series that's just really ridiculous to read. I know there's an anime and I've heard really good things about the anime, but this manga is ridiculous and fun and strange. And for that reason, I have to give this a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the great Zomo Gustar. It's really fun. It's very different and it just does something that's really weird with the fantasy genre that I wouldn't have expected. Because this princess is so crazy and just, it doesn't matter. Like all the demons, all the craziness... All of it just works really well. It's a nice niche. And it has such macabre humor. Like, she dies a lot in this series. And she does a lot of other insane things like, I want to go to sleep. I'm going to drink a po- potion that will make me sleep forever. And it doesn't work. So it's like, oh god. Just terrible and insane. Uh, if you've read this, let me know what you think. Uh, email me, zanspirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin. Let me know what your thoughts on this series were. And have you ever had a good night's sleep like Princess Celis wants? <laughs> let me know in the... Uh, notes and so uh beforehand remember you check out our any of our earlier episodes www.spirekin.com you can email me personally at zanspirekin.com follow us on facebook twitter instagram and before i get into the manga releases for the week uh, i just want to let you know something it's a bit of an announcement for spirekin so first off the spirekin super secret project which is a book i've been working on is on schedule i've got an artist i've paid them they're doing their stuff which is good but more importantly than that uh, I'm going to be announcing that next week we're going to be starting a Patreon. Yes, uh, I'm starting a Patreon for Spirekin. Since 2008, I've been releasing this podcast, and I love doing it. I'm going to keep doing this until the end of time. Don't worry. So this podcast is still coming out, but there are more projects I want to get done. And in order to get them done, I do some assistance and support from patrons. And any assistance would be appreciated. You don't have to support, but I'm offering some very cool rewards and benefits if you do join the Patreon. I'll set up the website and everything next week officially, and I'll have my launch and the launch video, all of that. And I'll give you all of the information on what the different tiers are and break it down for you. But I've got to say, I'm excited to do this and see where this goes. And I have a goal because I have a bunch of really great visions to come through in the future, and we're going to have more realistic things. And for that reason also, I am going to be starting to do Twitch and also release more videos on YouTube. We're going to have a lot of new content that's going to be coming out soon, so be excited and be ready to see some really fun things. So, remember, if you want to check out the basic podcast and find out more information, you can check out our website, www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at zanspirekin.com. And now let's get to the manga releases for April 27, 2021, which was yesterday. We got 15 titles, easy and simple. We have Allison Zoroku, Volume 8, The Manga, Attack on Titan 33, The Manga, Die Dark, Volume 1, Destiny Lovers, Volume 6, High Score Girl, Volume 6, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Kana's Daily Life, Volume 8, My Room is a Dungeon Rest Stop, Volume 4, Parallel Paradise, Volume 5, Shino Can't Say Her Name, Syrup, a Yuri Anthology, Volume 3, The Ancient Megas Bride, Volume 14, The Demon Girl Next Door, Volume 2, the Legend of Dororo and Hyakimaru, Volume 3, World and Harem, Volume 10, and Yokai Girls, Volume 13. 
And for me this week, the ones I'm highlighting are Legends of Dororo and Hyakimaru Volume 3, Syrup, a Yuri Anthology Volume 3, My Room is a Dungeon Rest Stop Volume 4, and Die Die Dark Volume 1. These are the ones that I'm excited for. Which of these are you excited for? Let me know. So, now that that's done, let's get to the part that most of you have been waiting for. The part that's been ranked as the most popular part of this manga podcast. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only... The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the ten slots. And so when I spin that one, not only the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that slot is the manga that I review in the next episode of the Spyrocon Manga Review, episode 416. And I gotta say, we've got some great titles on here, and you could check them all out on our Discord site. And so, I'm excited for three of them, but we're gonna spin and see what we're gonna review in the next episode. So, let's spin. Number seven. Ooh. So, in the next episode, we're reviewing a manga that was written by Naoki Urasawa and deals with nostalgia... And Monsters. Sounds like most of his work. But seriously, what I'm talking about is Asadora, Volume 1, which just was released. I'm excited for this, and I'm excited to talk about this manga. So, in the next episode, we're talking about that. And as usual, I'm your Hosan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. Keep reading manga. <laughs> Mãe